We're Michael and Amy, your couples connection coaches. Our mission is to help couples thrive using a conscious and holistic approach. This podcast is for couples and singles who want to unlock their relationship potential and reconnect on a deeper, more meaningful soul level. We share insights, client breakthroughs and personal stories to help move your relationship from surviving to thriving. Welcome everyone to the Thrive Again, your relationship podcast. We've got Michael and I here again today for another episode. How are you today? I'm good and I'm hoping the listeners are good as well. So yes, we're next to each other again for episode seven. Yeah, it's uh, something that has been on our minds or my mind in particular of late and I thought it was a really great topic to share more about and open up some conversation and potentially some deeper thinking for couples out there because I was very unconscious of this for a long time in our relationship and uh, it's only just recently that I've really kind of contemplated it and reflected on it and been able to open up actually vulnerably about probably some of my shortcomings and some of the things that I was doing in our relationship that wouldn't have made you feel so good. And I think it got inspired by your first story on Instagram or Facebook. Do you want to share a little bit about what you did on that one? Oh, I, I really just posted about how a man can be disempowered, you know, by his woman and, and it can really be damaging and how this came about is and we're going to unfold the story I think in terms of my experience um, in feeling this way but really I wanted to voice this to and open it up to the audience because I just feel it's largely an unspoken topic where the man is actually disempowered by his spouse you know really kind of just controlling and enforcing her authority into the sphere and largely it's unconscious and that she doesn't really know what's happening or why she's doing it and then secondly she's not understanding the implications of that in terms of the man and how emasculating that can actually be in her dominance in that situation in many situations throughout a partnership together so we wanted to speak into that today and how a man can actually be disempowered by his woman in various ways. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a, a topic that probably goes very under the table because it's not something that we're super proud of as a woman, but it's something that happens quite often. And, and the more I reflect on it for myself, the more I see it in the couples that we work with. And I don't believe it's an intentional controlling or no. authority. I think it's more of a, you know, when you go deeper, 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 and I've done a lot of journaling on this recently, it's probably, again, coming down to the prim primitive state of safety and survival, you know, dropping into that survival mode and, and looking at which I believe most of our behaviors come from uh, and making sure that we are feeling safe and having our needs met. So I don't know, should we jump straight into that or do you want to? Yeah, yeah, I think we will. But, you know, like when a man becomes disempowered from his partner, um, what happens is I think it just minimizes his influence 
in the relationship, in his leadership. It minimizes and blankets his authenticity and also his natural expression. So he might feel like he's not adequate enough to stand up as a man anymore because what's the point? Mm. Because she's just going to quash any attempt from him to lead in his way, to take the reins in terms of you know, the relationship, in terms of the family and, and all of how that extends in just our experience together. So, yeah, I, I think there's a lot of things that come into play, including gender role expectations as mm-hmm. well and, and society's norms and expectations and they can influence, you know, a, a woman to inadvertently disempower their partner. So, yeah, I think it's got a lot to do with societal norms and and how stereotypical male, you know, like I think, you know, and, and, and you know, you might want to relate this back to Hollywood, I don't know, but you see it in the movies, you see it like in in old relationships, I suppose, where the male would be the dominant masculine safety usually a bigger um size you know when you when you think about the the image of what comes to mind and they they would be running the house they would be the leader they would be the dominant figure all the decisions would be made through the men um and and i'm talking you know i guess when i grew up this is what how it was and this has been starting to shift and change a lot because I feel like the the balance of the masculine and feminine energy is starting to balance out a lot more than what it was potentially 40, 50 years ago when, you know, the war era and our fathers were in that, you know, had to provide, had to, you know, have protection and for the house. Um, so I think we're shifting out of that, but I think there's still that, that residual uh, imbalance and I think for women, in particular my case, I, I found that difficult. I found that difficult as a, as a female to let that all go and just trust in, in the man and not have to have those dominations or that, you know, security and safety come from them. Yeah, yeah. Does yeah. that make sense? Thank you. It does make yeah. sense. And I think, <laughs> yeah, some of the things that come up is in, in terms of the disempowerment of the man is – you know, controlling everything in the relationship, like just the general errands of the house, um, not really giving him the capacity to make decisions or contribute in his own authentic way, maybe doubting his ability to step up, take control, make decisions. You know, it, it leads to kind of her taking over and then that diminishes his own masculinity, his own masculine traits. So... There's a, a few other things that, that come to mind and that might be like she's projecting her own personal fears and her unmet needs onto, onto him without considering the impact. And again, this is all unconscious. It's all inadvertent actions. So we need to have compassion for this person in understanding that it's probably not her desire to disempower him, but it's based on fear. So maybe she's disregarding his capacity to show up as the man that he deserves to be, undermining his confidence and authority and maybe even failing to appreciate and recognize his qualities and his strengths and what you actually got with him for in the first place. 
you know, that's why maybe you were attracted to him, but then you're inadvertently squashing that aspect of him. So, yeah, why don't we share a little bit? Like, it's 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 good to kind of maybe share what we experienced in this because this was kind of a part of our reality for, for a few years as well. So, as a as a man in a relationship that that had all of these qualities, like I, I'm not I'm going to put my hand on my heart and say I'm not proud of of I guess how I made you feel or um, the situation that we were in in our relationship, but it was probably, like you said, very unconscious. But I'd like to kind of pass it over to you to ask you, how did that feel to be in a relationship where you felt disempowered? Yeah, well, it, you know, I, I'm, I'm reflecting back to, to how it was and, and I think like just not being appreciated, not being honoured, not being respected, I think, and actually not valued. And I know that that sounds harsh, but that's was what I was feeling. So that's the truth. But what I would do was I would default back to the easy option, which is, well, if she's not going to respect or appreciate me and what I'm bringing and I just keep getting criticized maybe for how I'm turning up or not turning up, then maybe I won't turn up much at all. And how that looked was, well, I might as well just crack a beer, sit on the couch and just do what my role is. So then I'll drop into the importance of my role and identify with my role more, which then further separates myself from myself uh, because now I just define myself as being the provider, the breadwinner. And so I'll just disappear Um, into my semi-drunken state and also disappear through my work and well I'm bringing home you know all the um, you know the household income I'm you know a good father um, but our the divide that we felt between each other then was greater Mm, mm, mm. yeah and you know like for you in that situation could you explain I guess what would be like a typical way that I would express that to you or show you like or disempower you? Can you remember oh, anything wow. or yeah, let's go into this like, right. because I want to, this is yeah. maybe a therapy session for us oh, too. It is. Welcome <laughs> folks. <laughs> but like, I think we've got the maturity, you know, this has taken years too, you know, for me to, and we'll go through some potential solutions to help you with this. And, and I, f- I feel like the reason why I want to share this is because it's important to take responsibility for what you've done. If, if you've done something to harm the relationship, it's not intentional, but take responsibility and learn how to get better in the future. So this is what I guess the message mm. is for me to, to share with our listeners is to how can we get better at helping the, the entity of the relationship. So, yeah, anyway, this is yeah. why. So, so please, yeah, share, I, tell me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think the ways specifically in which you would do it would be there was tones of criticism with a lot and and I don't know specifically where that came from but it was almost like the the little things that I did would be nitpicked to a point where I mean I would call it micromanaging and I remember you used to <laughs> Um, say I've never heard that term before and I say you're always micromanaging me you can't trust me and and maybe even in the first instance where we actually had a feed a meal together at home when we first started dating 
I just remember like I was in the kitchen and cooking a stir fry and you just wouldn't leave me alone. It was as if I was cutting things the wrong way and I just couldn't, you know, I, I chopped the garlic up this way and, and well, I use salt and I squash it a bit more and, and that was maybe wrong. And yet I was here trying to offer a gift and this was me being a leader or attempting to, to lead the date in a way where I'm going to show you kind of, I'm going to give you what I'm presenting here, what I've got. And so that's an example of, of just a small thing. But then, yeah, I would often hear just in the background, gentle criticisms, maybe with your family and things like that, where, where, yeah, I would, uh, maybe you would, you would say things like, oh, he's, he's useless at that, or he just can't, he's not really good with that. Or, um, you know, and, and to speak outside of me to other people in that way made me feel even more yeah just diminished in my value um at that point in time i think my self-worth was i was looking outward to receive validation am i good enough and so that really kind of knocked my self-worth on the head Mm. at the same time so then I felt like because I'm not valued and I'm not worthy then what am I Mm-mm. yeah I, I saw that play out now that upon reflection you know and I could I, I guess I am um, generally a type of person who likes to control or to take over um, but I didn't understand I guess the detriment that meant to you until recently and and I think I've, you know, like I said, I've reflected on to, on this, and I think a lot of the reasons or the the underlying deeper awareness comes from unmet needs, you know, comes from potentially not feeling like um, I was able to feel safe potentially around you or have that security and that safety, like I was mentioning at the beginning. Um, as I said, I grew up in a, in a house where dad was the one who made the rules. He was the one that provided the safety and the security. He was, he was, you know, f- um, physically bigger than, than, you know, me and, and the rest of the house. He was a big man and he had that presence and that energy of safety, like the big, the big bear that would look after, you know, the little bear. So I, I found that potentially maybe I wasn't feeling that in you or finding that in you because I didn't give you the space to to have that or to express that but that's maybe my and maybe I'm just looking for reasons here but maybe my go-to mechanism was to take over and take control because of my fear of my unmet needs and I was projecting those personal fears onto you and didn't really consider the impact that had on our relationship or how that would make you feel and I would jump into controlling everything, making sure that everything was organized and micromanaging. And, you know, I I guess also it came back down to trust. I I felt like I couldn't trust you to organize things effectively. But then I didn't give you space to be able to organize things effectively because I was doubting your ability. I was failing to appreciate all of your genuine aspects of what you um, you know you bring to the table, you bring to the house. So yeah, so it's a real, it was a real, um, yeah, really interesting awareness shift for me and how I played that big part in making you feel that way. And obviously, that doesn't feel great to make your partner feel like that. But it, it's also um, 
yeah, I felt like there was an underlying unmet need that I was seeking in that behavior. Would you mm, understand you. that? Thanks mm. for, yeah, thanks for speaking into that. And it's funny because we haven't actually really had this conversation before. So you guys are, <laughs> you guys are here actually as it's unfolding. And I'm just reflecting back as to how I mitigated that, how I managed that and how I did that was escape. Mm. and so at the time I had there was a group of friends and we used to just uh, mates and just just blokes and we would disappear to one of our houses once a month and you know we'd have a few drinks play some cards and what actually came out in the majority of the conversation was it was just bitterness resentment are you getting kind of nailed by your missus as well yes okay we're all experiencing this um but right now let's just enjoy the moment drink some beers and you know have some fun and let the hair down so at the time that was that was actually healthy for me because i had an outlet although when you look at it now it was super unhealthy because what it's doing is it's covering up the issues that we weren't confronting as a couple. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was my one of my escapes or the, my mitigation strategies upon reflection now. And, you know, like, I mean, if I'm looking outwards from the relationship to fix a problem, then we've got a problem. Mm-hmm. You know, we've got a problem in our relationship. It's what we would call an exit. Um, and so an exit is a strategy that you've implemented to fulfill something uh, in yourself and you're looking to fulfill it outside of the relationship. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, you know, like uh, the more that you step into the awareness of the difference between the masculine and the feminine energy, the more that that's like normalized. Oh, the man just does that. You know, that's that's the male stepping away or putting up the wall or, or, or there's so many different terms, but that that's their normal go-to, whereas the female is the aggressor you know often they're the ones that kind of you know chase down or or attack um so again that's our our primitive behaviors coming to to play but it's something that we need to bring awareness to in all sorts of relationships because it's very very unhealthy if that plays out for too long yeah and so i think if you're listening now you you probably saw the title and you thought well maybe this is relevant and i don't know maybe you're reflecting now and going yeah, maybe I do micromanage or I control or I disempower my husband. Mm. Or maybe you're a man and you feel like you're at the end of this. And I just want you both, no matter what end of the spectrum you're on, I just want you to kind of understand that this is potentially a really pivotal moment for you to do some self-reflection because it takes two to come to the party in terms of healing and changing what this dynamic is currently and so for, you know, for the man, um, I, I really firmly believe that the man needs to understand that it, it takes courage. It takes courage to stand up for yourself, set your boundary mm-hmm. and say, I'm not tolerating this level of disrespect and, and more or less communicating what you're experiencing at the moment And then what it is that you need from her. So it might be something along the lines of like, I'm feeling really disempowered. I'm feeling useless. I'm feeling unworthy. And this is based on how I'm perceiving you're speaking about me or how you're speaking to me at the moment. Here's an example. So right now, I would love it if you could just 
trust me to lead this space and allow me to influence um, myself in an authentic way into this because currently I'm feeling like I'm blanketed, like I'm, I'm suffocating. Mm. And, and if you can communicate that and then also ask, how is it that I can actually support you to allow me to lead this? Like, like in what ways can I support you to support me in this? Mm. And that way it's, it's really non-confrontational. You're opening up ways of being able to help her to help you. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's a really good one. I, li- I like that. I just uh, Before I jump into my next kind of way that we can offer solutions to this situation, I also want to just quickly speak into the fact that sometimes the man disempowers the woman too. So, you know, mm. this in our case, it wasn't this way. But I just want to also point out that it's not always the the, the woman mm. disempowering the man because there is couples and there is situations out there where, yeah, there is that controlling dominant male that does disempower the female. And I guess, um, you know, some of these tools and strategies will, will help you in your relationship as well. So just try and... Yeah, and I think just, yeah, mm. to, to drum that home is that this episode is specifically about the man because we're speaking... In a way, I, I'm I'm looking to speak from a man's perspective. So, uh, you know, um, just understand that um, we wanted to really hit home this this specifically from the man's perspective. Yeah, yeah. because this is what happened in our relationship. That's so right. That, that's what. Yeah, yeah, this is our real situation. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, that I, I kind of has have come over time to accept and um, move through. And and yeah, like I said, I'm not super proud of it, but. All right, so for for a solution like Michael just shared from the man's point of view the communication, but then from a from my point of view what I needed to do to get through this is actually to understand a little bit deeper about who I was and what role I was playing in this. I needed to kind of reflect on how that would feel for Michael to be on the receiving side of what some of those things that I would say and the actions I would do. And don't get me wrong, maybe I still sometimes drop into that, but I catch myself and I'm like, no, that's not how I want to show up in their relationship. That's not going to benefit us as a, as a couple. It might benefit me. It might make me feel like I'm, you know, better than you or whatever and, and belittle, you know, belittling you. But overall, that's no benefit um, to, to the whole of the relationship or really to each other. So I think just softening um and dropping deeper into my feminine and allowing really allowing and trusting that you will step up and and empowering you to show me what you know those qualities and those traits that I I was looking for but I never allowed you to show yeah thanks and and you say that you're you're not super proud of yourself back then but you know, just like I want you to know that that was just the story. That was just our life. Mm-hmm. And I'm not proud of me in, in so many different aspects. But what I am proud of is that we can speak about this now and that you've been journaling about this and you're like, I can't believe I was hurting you in that way. And that's so interesting. I want to know more about that. So that is the key to um, a, a successful relationship is taking ownership. And, and for me to see you take ownership is the very reason why I love you. And it's the reason why our relationship and our bond and our connection is so strong now 
in comparison to how it was, it's because we're opening up vulnerably to each other and going, yeah, I was a douchebag back then and, and now I'm just trying to get better. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. And and like you said, this is what we hope for all couples, you mm. know, and this is why we do the work that we do because we know that level of intimacy and connection can come from being vulnerable, opening up, sharing um, in, in this type of way. So, yeah. Yeah. Hopefully you got something out of that. I really wanted to uh, offer all of the listeners a, a well, we're actually running a retreat and it's really, really special. Um, we have decided to open up more space for physical connection with with our people, you know, mm. with our tribe and with you guys. And so we're opening up a retreat. Tell me a bit about that retreat. It's pretty exciting. It's a hot off the press. Mm. So you're, you guys are the first people to hear about it. But we're running it here in the beautiful Agnes Water. Uh, and it's from the 15th, oh, sorry, the 13th to the 15th of October. Uh, it's for two nights, a Friday and a Saturday night. Um, if you have never been to Agnes, you should come because it's such a beautiful, pretty little place. It is, you know, not super close to any particular cities, but uh, it's it's a nice place to come for a holiday. And, and Michael and I are going to be facilitating the most beautiful connection and intimacy and learning and teaching and sharing and yeah, opening up with just five couples. So it's going to be quite intimate. Um, there's only five couples um, attending. So yeah, if it's that kind interests of like a, you. It's yeah. like a micro resort sort of mm. set up. It's very, very um, intimate. It's beautiful. It's, it's like the perfect space um, for you to just drop out of the normality of life, reconnect as a couple again, back together over two full days mm. and we have some incredible things that we will obviously facilitate in that process so just wanted to offer that to you and if you are interested in that we would love to have a chat to you specifically about what that entails mm, exactly yeah. and don't forget always we've got a lot of free content out there um, our free seven-day relationship challenges on mm. our website on michaelandamy.com.au it's a fun little challenge to bring back some intimacy and spark and and just excitement uh, in the relationship and also we've also got our um, Facebook group which is growing super quickly so it's great to have our family in there that we share some tips and tools and free masterclasses too so that's the thriving relationships group so check us out all right hope you've got something out of that episode uh, we're so blessed to have you as part of our community and we really look forward to seeing you on the next episode thanks guys <laughs>